So I had a had another meeting today. Okay, this, this is, is not lots of meetings. Yeah. yeah, not in a cupcake shop this time. Okay, but it was breakfast, and I, I had it for the first time an egg white omelet. Okay, have you ever had an egg white omelet? No, it seems pointless. Well, so there, there was lots of good stuff in it, but all of a sudden everybody around me was laughing, and I couldn't figure out why. But it was because I was missing the yolk. Okay. You know, if you're going to complain about my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I've been sitting on that for like the last half hour. I'm so glad that you got to enjoy it with me. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the Beyond Sunny podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff with me as always, Pastor David Bowser. How you doing, Patrick? And that's it. No Lisa McCarter again. I was so distracted by my joke. I almost forgot my line there. Sorry. That's I was, okay. I was that's still, okay. I was still chuckling to myself. Yes. Yeah. Right. No Elise. She's yeah. off. Well, I mean, it's partially our fault because we're, rec- we're we're doubling up to to compensate for some travel. We are, and so yeah. she might not actually be gone as long as it seems like she's gone, but but it feels she's like been it. gone for months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, her loss. Indeed, it is. Uh, your loss, listener. Yeah. Let us know. Right in. Yeah. Complaining about Elise. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear those complaints. <laughs> right here. Beyond Sunday podcast. We'll read them next time she's on here with us. At least now that you're here, we have some (laughs) listener feedback for you. Yeah, what happens when you're gone? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. um, We got a new story? We do. This one, again, might be a little bit of an abbreviated podcast. Not quite as long as we normally do because we're traveling and we've got a lot going on. Yeah, stuff stuff is happening. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Are you familiar with potholes? I have driven through them, yes. Many a time, yeah. Yeah. They're super annoying, right? Yeah, they're way worse up north. Like, they're bad down here, but up north, because every year, like, snow and ice and stuff uh-huh. freezes and expands and makes them bigger, so they're sure. absolutely miserable. Okay. Yeah. This is from uh, New Caney, Texas. Okay, that's kind of near here, right? Yeah, I think so. It's in Texas. This. <laughs> I think it's in the in the Houston area. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. All New those K- little like little towns that are New like Caney is like a school district that I've heard people talk about. Yeah all, yeah, all those little towns that are really like connected to Houston all just feel like Houston, right? Sure. Yeah. Are you looking it up? I am. While you, while you do the thing, I want to find out where New Caney is. Okay. Um, it's a wild thing. Action 13 happens upon New Caney community with a pothole filled with dental molds. Ooh, gross! <laughs> what? <laughs> A story with some bite to it. Ah, I, uh, I like it. A New Caney neighborhood has been plagued with dreaded potholes only to find them filled with dental molds. Oh. So dental, uh, this is like you've taken like the, the cast of somebody's teeth so that you can make braces off of it. Correct. And so then you get rid of that because what else are you going to do with that thing? Yeah, yeah. And so they've been filling potholes with them. This A neighborhood here has been fill, a pothole filled with dental molds. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm better dental molds than teeth. I mean, it's... Sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 It could be like the actual teeth of yes. humans or, you know, other things. Yes. Well, uh, That's look. weird. You know, I want the tooth here for the story here. So let's go... Let's, Sorry, let's the whole d- tooth and nothing but the tooth. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. dig deeper here. So... uh uh, you asked for me. See if we can floss it out. Anonymous contacted, you know, ABC 13. I don't know why they want to be anonymous here. <laughs> Do you want to be associated with the story? <laughs> yeah. Um, so potholes formed because of construction. Um, and from a Levi Hesley, who lives in the neighborhood, this is not anonymous here. It's a wild thing to dump here, but I guess we got a bunch of extra molds. Uh, he has suspicions as to who Ooh. it may be. To me, it's kind of obvious. Uh, there's a dental professional whose property runs alongside the fence that this sure. road is on. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably that guy or girl. There, there could be a female dentist. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's probably them. 
Yeah, uh, he did not deny dumping the molds, but said the road was also on his property. So there you go. The road is on his property. That's yeah. not how roads work, sir. That's well, I don't know how it works. Yeah, you know? <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, how would you feel? You know, you go to your dentist. They take your dental mold and they just you know dump it in a hole somewhere. I mean, they're, they're gonna dump it in some hole somewhere, right? Yeah. Might as well put it to good use and fill up a, yes. a road hole, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. At least, you know, give me a heads up. I don't feel, per- me. I don't feel particularly know. precious about my dental molds. Brace yourself. What we're going to do uh, with our dental molds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what would be the worst thing to find in a, you know, pothole that you're driving around? Mm, human remains? Yeah, that's probably, a, that's <laughs> top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I think it's a dentist, you know, not a yeah. mortician. <laughs> right, sure. Here's this body that somebody... Some, you know, you know, we had to, in the excavation process, or yeah. the fermenting or whatever process, we had yeah. to remove some things and just throw it in the hole. <laughs> Let's see. Outside of, like, murder... Plus, plus most human remains, I think, would be squishy <laughs> yeah at least at first <laughs> so they're not doing the job right of filling the bottle <laughs> yeah that seems worse <laughs> these dental molds you know it's a solid <laughs> yeah 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 uh let's see other things that would be like gross to find their expired food would be gross okay yeah um, sure yeah and not just like like expired yogurt Ooh, that would be it filled with expired yogurt what about old mayonnaise? baking in the sun Ooh, old mayonnaise <laughs> yeah. that would also be sure. nasty yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know some might uh you know Call this man a lunatic for filling a pothole full of dudes. I'd say he deserves a plaque. Ah, there it is. <laughs> so, let me, so is he filling it with the pothole just to like so that it's not a hole anymore? Or is he uh, filling it with the anticipation of it being asphalted over? I think he added asphalt or, you know. Yeah, so it's just, you know, the binding. It's filler. Yeah, filler. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I say you're saving money on asphalt at that point. This is cost effective. Yeah, you're putting a cap on it. Yes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Oh, you know, man. you don't want to slap a veneer of uh, no, of course not. Of a fill really, hole, you want to throw yeah. the asshole down there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, well, good for you, Mister Dentist yeah. in New Caney, which, by the way, is just a little bit east of here. Yeah. 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 Right, we heard about that through word of mouth. All right, so let's uh, get through uh, our main story here. Let me pull this up. Oh well, I gotta find it. Talk amongst yourselves. From our friends at Relevant. Oh. Welcome back, friends. Yeah. Good to see you. It's been oh, a while. It's been so good. Yeah. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. I missed you. We've been traveling. Okay. Uh, so since um, this is releasing right after you and I get back from a service trip to yes. Chicago with our teenagers. Yeah. Uh, this We're is, recording this on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. <laughs> Return all seats to <laughs> upright <laughs> position. Oh, we better speed this up. We're landing, Patrick. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Well, let's get on it. Yeah. Um, 10 excuses that prevent us from serving others. Okay. Okay. How do you feel you do about serving others? I mean, I'm okay, yeah. but I've got plenty of excuses. Sure. sure. <laughs> seasonal. You know, I can definitely say there, yeah. there are moments I'm like pretty good. I imagine this last week while we were on the mission trip, I was doing a great job. Great. Yeah, <laughs> loved it. I was nailing it. Crushing the serving of others. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, on a week-to-week basis, I can be tired. I can be grumpy. I can but, not like other people that much. Yeah. I can have lots of things that I want to take care of for myself or my family. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's take a look at, um, you know, this summer. If this is, you know, hopefully for all of us, a summer with greater Ooh. service to our community and to our world. There you go. It's a good goal for everybody. That's right. So, service girl summer. No, that's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> A, a, a summer of service. Sure, it is. sure. Yeah. Helping girl summer. Yeah. That's worse. <laughs> well, it's not a hot girl. <laughs> okay, I, I understood what the reference was. I'm just saying it's not better than service girl. <laughs> okay. Um, we're waiting for the perfect conditions. This yes. is number one. 
Okay, what do you feel about this? Oh, that was sorry. I I missed it. All right, That's we're waiting. Number... We're waiting for the perfect condition. So we're not serving because we are waiting for the perfect sure. condition. I. I don't know. That's why I don't serve, but I get it. I mean, I understand that there are people who would be like, it's raining today, or uh, I don't know if this organization is exactly who I want to serve with. Or well, I think part of that is like time conditions okay. as well. Like I will definitely want to give back, but when I'm less busy, mm. here's the thing about that. You're never going to be less never busy. Less busy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like it's, uh, you know, adulthood is, is saying that, you know, it'll be easier when things ease it up in a few weeks constantly yeah and it never gets easier yeah so it's kind of like when you think about like uh we're gonna have this solution to a problem but we're not gonna put this solution in place until the solution is perfect yeah like i mean you're gonna be sitting around forever like at some point you gotta take a step and it's not gonna be perfect but you gotta take a step yeah yeah i i I, you know i can definitely identify that there's never going to be like oh right time Mm -hmm. right place right you know, amount of commitment yeah. that's that's directly in place to plop right in front of you. Yeah. And you could just like, let me jump right on in, right? Yeah. Like it's just, you know, sometimes you got to say, this is what it is and serving matters and it may mean it's not the right, it's not the best time, but I can make it work. Yeah, there you go. Okay, number one. Number two, we think we don't have enough to offer. Mm, I feel that. Okay. Yeah, especially like, I mean, depending on what the organization is, right? But sure. if you feel like it's a, a technical thing, right? Like, sure. or like, I don't have, you know, if you're like, I want to serve with this organization that helps people in crisis. Like I don't have the knowledge base or I don't have the, sure. the skill set. Right. And yeah, I totally get that. Um, I don't, I don't think it's a reason not to jump in though. Right. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's an understandable feeling that we have, but we have to kind of work through that together. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, any kind of service, especially when you're working directly, you know, face to face with whom mm-hmm. you're serving, it's definitely going to be easier to feel like mm, I don't really feel qualified or yeah. or you know, supported by this. But I can definitely say the people that have served and supported me, I never walked away being like, you know what, they really did not feel qualified to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a kind person um, does have a lot of sway behind it. Not mm-hmm. to say you know, kind person is like you know. Uh, a substitute for a therapist. Right. It's not. Yeah. But kind person delivering meals with meals on wheels, you know. It's better than nobody delivering yeah. meals with meals playing, on wheels. Playing a game with a kid that they're mentoring or things like that. I think every, you have enough to offer mm-hmm. by, by offering. Uh, by by very nature of offering, it's enough. Yeah. Uh, number three, we fear the unknown. Oh, for sure. Yes. This is, I, this is a big one that I remember experiencing as a kid uh, when my family would go downtown to downtown Dayton and we'd serve meals to the homeless. Okay. And just being, I mean, I was a kid, so I'm terrified this may be too strong, but being like really afraid of like the fact that there were these people coming in that I didn't know and I didn't understand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, one of the things that we do with our youth and services mm. is intentionally place them into places that are yeah. unknown, you know, and I think that, um, you know, sometimes you give them a heads up. This project that we're going to be doing mm-hmm. will be hard like it will be difficult for you to to experience but at the end of the week or time together this might be your favorite yeah uh, because it will places you in, in an intentional place that's difficult yeah and that's yeah. a great thing about youth right is that yeah. we can kind of force them into those sure, yeah, like hey you're, not, you're here with us what are you going to do yeah <laughs> exactly your parents dropped you off where are you going to yeah. go uh but i mean that's the challenge as adults right as, as yeah. adults we're not necessarily as easily forced into it and we yeah. have to make that choice we have to make the choice to say i know that i'm going to be uncomfortable i know that i'm in a situation where there's unknown things and i have to be willing to step into that that's harder yeah yeah but I think it helps if we've had those experiences as a as a young person, right? You bet. Uh, we don't know which causes to choose. That's number four. Sure. 
Yeah. Too many opportunities. Do I volunteer with the kennel? Do I volunteer with the Red Cross? Do I volunteer at the food yeah. bank? Do I, where Where is my time most valuable? Who needs the most volunteers? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Yeah, I get this because it's especially hard. I know a long, lot of service organizations are looking for you know long time volu- long term volunteers, yeah. not just like hey, I want to come out for a you know weekend sure. or you know a couple hours. Uh, so it, it is pretty tough to be like, mm, if I commit to this, am I committing for the next year of my life? Yeah, or more. Yeah, and um, and if you know, I got to make sure it's the right one. So I, I do understand that this is uh, an obstacle for people. Yeah, and you know, big organizations might yeah. have it might not feel like you're quite as needed as yeah. a little organization but they might be more equipped to like bring you in into the bigger organization sure. so yeah. yeah it's tough it's hard to know who to support yeah well i think you know for this one i say listen to your heart you know like mm. uh when it's calling to you do you know the song i, I don't but please listen keep singing it yeah. um like it's okay that all of us have different passions yeah. and cares about this world. Like there's a lot of things in this world that need support and help. And not all of us can be equally concerned yeah. about every one of those things. You do not have to serve or solve everything that's out yeah. there. And you don't have to Doing serve something is better than nothing. You yeah. don't have to serve my causes. Right. Like you need to serve your causes, right? Like so whatever matters to you, that is a good place to start. So yeah. well Within reason. Within reason. Yeah. You know. If, if if what matters to you is like hating people. Like. Putting a lot of service hours in the hate. In the hate, in the hate <laughs> yeah. world. Well, I mean, if, you know, the elderly, children, animals, mm-hmm. homeless. Sure. The sick, you know, imprisoned. Hating all of them. No, you know, wait, that's not. <laughs> whomever out there that say like that yes. matters to me. The, yeah, the, do the, it. Start there. You yes, know? absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what number we're on. Uh, a number five i think five. I think it's five we don't think we're needed mm-hmm. I, I get this a lot when we have like a, a disasters here at mm. lord of life and stuff and we end up sending people out into communities <laughs> bless you uh we, but we send people out to like do mucking out of houses or something mm-hmm. like that and they get to a neighborhood and maybe that neighborhood wasn't as effective or maybe those people yeah. are resistant to having other people in their home pulling things out or whatever, right? There might be any number of things that are happening there and people come back feeling sure. like they weren't needed, like their time wasn't valued. Uh, and so sometimes we have that experience of like, well, we've done it before and it didn't feel like I was actually needed. And that yeah. that can hurt. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I think like the presence matters, right? Even if, sure. even if you didn't feel like you got to to do the work or to get the glory of the work to maybe put yeah. a little more negative spin on it, right? Uh, even if you don't feel like that, I think the presence matters. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, that this one's tough because... We can acknowledge that in service, there is an aspect of like selfish you sure. know, uh, sensation or a feeling attached mm-hmm. to it. Like mm-hmm. you feel good or better afterwards. Like yeah. oftentimes, like coming out of a service event, you're like, wow, that felt really good. I think part of that is because we are built to serve our communities and our neighbors. Yeah. And we spend so much of our time not doing that. It's mm-hmm. like this thirst within us that's finally being quenched that maybe we didn't even know existed. Nice. Um, so whenever you have a service event and you walk away being like, I don't feel that quenched. Like, I don't feel good afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to be like, I don't want to do that again. Like, yeah. You know? And that might be a th- like you might yeah. serve with an organization and walk away being like I don't want to do that. Again. That's okay That's for sure. I, yeah. You know this goes back to serve with your passion, and yeah. the first thing that you try might not be your passion for sure. Yeah, yeah, and um, 
And sometimes it's okay to say like, I did got nothing out of that, but the people that I served or work with got a lot. Mm-hmm. That's also okay. Mm-hmm. You know, say like, you know what? Uh, it's not, not, even though it oftentimes comes, we get, you know, a sense of gratitude or sure. a, sense, a sense of, you know, positive feelings afterwards. It's not always. All right. We tried volunteering and it didn't meet our expectations. Number six. Yeah. I think this gets back to what we were talking about a minute yeah. ago, right? We, we tried it once. Yeah. It wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't. And I think, you know, every, every volunteer experience is not going to meet your expectations. For and sure. every volunteer experience is not going to be created equal, right? So you're yeah. going to volunteer with one organization and it's going to be amazing. And you're going to volunteer with another and it's going to be terrible. Yeah. And I, I know you certainly have uh, stories that you can share of uh, great experiences and nightmare experiences with youth and with uh, sure. you know, other organizations. Yeah. Uh, that's just, a, that's a reality of it, right? In the same way that like, Every restaurant that you go to is not going to meet your expectations, but you're still going to go dine out next week. Right? Sure. I mean, just yeah. because you had a bad uh, a bad meal at one restaurant, okay, don't go back to that restaurant, but you're going to eat somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so keep serving, right? Keep trying it. Keep uh, putting yourself out there. Oh, for sure. You know, like um, there's definitely places we've gone as, as our taking our kids to and mm-hmm. they talk down to the kids or they don't mm-hmm. really give them a lot of opportunities to jump in and do anything. So the yeah. kids end up just standing around doing nothing and there's nothing worse than a bored child sure you know a bored child is definitely not a, a well-behaved child mm-hmm. you know so like you know you to be like you know what sorry guys this is not what i anticipated or thought and let's uh let's move on and there's yeah. sometimes it didn't meet our expectations it ended up being quite better yeah sure. um i could say years ago we worked at a place called church under the bridge this was a mm-hmm. church for the homeless and we were going to serve a meal that was what we Signed up to do is to serve this meal. And we need to prepare the meal. We're just okay. serving it. Nice. And we get there and the pastor meets with us and he's like, okay, here's what I want you guys to do to our teenagers. Like in the middle of the service, um, we're going to have opportunities for our people to pray and they're going to come up to you and you're going to pray for them. And these are seventh graders. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> Hold on. Seventh grade Lutherans, just to yeah, clarify. Like, yeah, like, they're, not, they're not, like, I was like, this is not what I would have assigned them to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, but it was an incredible experience for these kids to be thrust into a situation that was so foreign and complicated and difficult. And thankfully, they rose to the challenge. It mm-hmm. definitely would have been possible for this to have been a disaster. I can sure. certainly admit that. But it wasn't. And it was a really cool experience to watch That's right, yeah. our seventh graders, you know, pray for, you know, these homeless men and women. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and lift them up. is is really, really neat to watch. Amen. Yeah. Uh, we never heard back. Mm. I signed up and I heard nothing. Man, we are so guilty of this in the church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would just say, like, I get it. And, like, that can be super frustrating. But don't let that be the reason that you stop serving altogether. Like, yeah. maybe, maybe that organization's not right for you. Maybe that uh, system is not the right spot. But don't let the be, that be the thing that stops you yeah. um, altogether. Yeah. Almost every person who's working in a nonprofit service mm-hmm. organization is overworked and underpaid mm-hmm. like they're all have a million things that they've got responsible for at their response that they have to handle and some of them are volunteers themselves yeah you know so if you know definitely sad that that happens mm-hmm. but you know this they might have you know to respond to a thousand emails and they just cannot keep up yeah. you know and that's just the reality of the situation um and sometimes you know i've definitely I can say for our trip to Chicago, we're serving at like nine different places. I probably emailed or called, you know, 25. Sure. You know, like just getting the, yeah. the, all dead ends. Yeah. You know, some just never hear anything back or some it just was never going to work out. Um, but 
I knew that there was there was opportunities out there, and I just had to keep going for That's it. That's right. Yeah. Yep. We felt out of place. You know, I think this is part of what service should do for you. Yeah. I don't think this should be an excuse not to. I think this is like the reason why you do it. Like yeah. you should be put in positions where you feel out of place, where you feel like, uh, you know, I don't necessarily want to use the word minority because so much is uh, brought along with that. But right. But you feel like the outsider. You feel mm-hmm. like the the one who's kind of strange. Like that's a healthy thing for you to experience because a lot of times the people that you're serving feel like that all the time. Absolutely. And so yeah. to be in that place, like that's that's healthy. That's part of our growth. That's part of our experience of mm-hmm. uh, walking to an extent in other people's shoes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I get it. I am a proud introvert. Like walking into a room full of strangers is hard and difficult. Like I have to mm-hmm. force myself to like be excited and be like friendly and personable. If it was solely up to my personality of introversion, I would be like, I'm good. I'm, I don't need that. Um, but when I, especially when I'm leading teenagers, like I, jump right on in because I want them to follow. But I get that it's hard. And I do think walking into a new place with its own norms, its own understanding of how things work and you're the outsider coming in, you're going to feel out of place. Mm -hmm. So like that should be like something going in. One, they have their way of doing things. And you might, from the outside looking at being like, this doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. If they did it this way, it would be better. And maybe they have an intentionality behind it that you're unfamiliar with or unaware of mm-hmm. um or maybe they don't know how to do it better right like they're you know we all fall into our own patterns and that's just the way we do things yeah. um so it's easy to say like i just feel out of place and yeah. um i don't know if i connect or fit in and that's that's okay but it shouldn't end there yeah right? the one thing that i think can help with this is serving with others right like yeah. taking a buddy can make Absolutely. a world of difference uh, for sure if you're just like i just feel out of place but i really want to try this thing get a friend and yeah, and yeah go with a friend for sure Sorry, get a friend sounds harsh. <laughs> that's, that's not yeah. mine. Finally. Just, just get a friend, all right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Get out of your car. Go make a friend. That's right. See that person next to you? They want to be your friend. Yeah, be friends with them. Right now. <laughs> look left. That's it. That's your friend. Just wave, yeah. Um, we felt unimportant. Oh, man. This one, like, I totally understand, but this is a big deal. This is on the organizations as yeah. well. Uh, this is this is a fault of the church that we're very guilty of, of yeah. not not appropriately thanking and celebrating the work that our volunteers mm-hmm. do within the context of our ministry. For sure. Uh, and so I totally uh, respect and understand, like, I, you know, I felt like I did this thing. And I felt like nobody even cared. Like, I, yeah. you know, I, I spent an hour sorting food in the pantry and nobody even said thank you when I left or even, like, acknowledged that Absolutely. I was leaving. Yeah. I totally understand that. Um, but again, don't let this be the reason that stops you from trying again, right? For sure. You know, I go to restaurants where I feel totally underappreciated and, like, the wait staff don't even care that I exist and you know check on me once and so i just go to a different restaurant right sure. like yeah. you know, um so just try again it's okay i totally understand and respect that yeah. um organizations we can do better we should do better as far as thanking you um but try again yeah yeah uh definitely this can be a blind spot for all of us and it's easy to say like hey i see you know if i'm working at an organization and i see those people are working directly with you know the clients mm-hmm. things that feels like an important special you know powerful job and i'm over here mopping the floor yeah. you know like ugh, this is not what i really wanted to do with my you know saturday yeah you know but the floor got to get mopped yeah. you know like you know and like and um i 100 with you we need to do better at making you know the non- exciting you know jobs feel valuable and important mm-hmm. because they are valuable and important those things keep you know the the train on the track and keep things moving and 
sometimes it's easy to overlook them yeah. because, you know, or it's easy to, especially easy to overlook the people who do that small, simple work that we don't even know gets done sometimes, yeah. you know, and that's, that matters. It does. And let me just say, if you have not experienced the joy of mopping a floor and like just mindlessly back and forth, getting that floor squeaky clean, give it a shot. It's worth it. Sure. It's a, Come yeah. to my house. Sure. I got a floor for it. And a mop. There you go. <laughs> See? Yeah. Service opportunities. Event. He'll even thank you folks. He'll, I he'll, will he'll gladly. He'll make you feel yes. very appreciated. Yeah. It uh, will not meet your expectations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we think we can't make a difference. Mm. Yeah. This is this is a, a cheesy story. Um, but you know the story about the little girl walking on the beach and the starfish? I do know. Why don't you tell us? You want the, the whole story? All right. So yeah, well, I mean, you can't just allude to it. But I don't know if our listeners know the story. So there, there's a young child born one day. No, she's walking on the beach, and uh, this guy is watching her as she walks down, and she picks up a starfish and throws it back into the into the ocean. And he looks down the beach, and there's like thousands and thousands of these starfish. Mm-hmm. So he walks up to the little girl as she picks up another starfish and throws it back to the ocean and says, "Little girl, what are, what are you doing? You're never you're never going to be able to help all these starfish. It's never going to make a difference." And her response is, "Well, it made a difference for that one, right?" And yeah. I totally, I understand where you're coming from, right? It can feel like, you know, oh man, hunger is such a big issue. Right? Can Absolutely. me, can me packing this one box for this one family, can it really make that big of a difference? Well, it makes a difference for that family, right? Yep. And, and it touched that person's life. Absolutely. Um, you know, you sang songs at a at a nursing home for an afternoon. It made a difference for somebody's life, right? You didn't fix their health crisis. You didn't fix the fact that the healthcare system in the United States yeah. is broken. You didn't like do any, but you made a difference in that person's life. For sure. Don't discount the, the, the direct impact that you're having, even the mopping the floor, right? Somebody in that organization did not have to mop the floor. They got to do something else yeah. that was meaningful. Um, that was important and yeah. needed to be done because you were willing to come in and say, I will mop the floor, sure. right? This yeah. makes a difference. Even if you don't see the direct impact of that. Yeah. You know, the volunteer coordinator got to go home after, yeah. after the yeah. event and go spend time with their family instead yeah. of be there for another hour, cleaning yeah. everything up. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, this also is, is a little bit on the shoulders of the church, too, because mm. the global church has the resources and the time and the people to make profound difference in this world. And and I think we are. I think we're doing good. Sure. But we can do a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> like, because all of us, you know, have an incredible amount of resources and time and talent available, you know, in the global church to address hunger and to address um, health and to address elder care or foster care or adoption or all these beautiful things that need addressing. But the problem is too few of us are doing our part. Yeah. (laughs) And so even if you feel like I'm not making a, a huge dent in the major situation, well, you're one more, you're one step closer to all of us doing our part Mm -hmm. and um and we can't all get there until that step happens sure um so we you know all need to be you know continuing to say like this is my step and i'm gonna step there and somebody else is gonna make the next one uh and once hopefully you know when the church you know i'm an optimist here gets it all together oh jesus will come back eventually i'm confident of that i give it i give it Six months. <laughs> I think we can do it. We got it. We, yeah. we got a six-month plan, guys. Yes. We can, <laughs> 2,000 years, we were struggling, but I think in the next six, six months. months. 2023 is coming up all Jesus. Feel good about it. Yeah, hey, he gets us. We had that campaign that going. Is, so, yeah. like, you know, it's going to work out. It's going to be great. But I do think we're – I do think that things can get better. And mm. um, it gets better with ordinary, you know, people like you and me and our listeners 
taking those steps. There's no evidence that any of our listeners are ordinary. That's just... There's plenty of evidence that I am, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. All right, those are the 10 steps here uh, from Relevant. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that I take away from this, right, is that there's lots of excuses and lots of reasons that we can come up with not to serve, Mm -hmm. but I think serving matters. Absolutely. Right, And it's, it's a part of our spiritual health. And if you think that you... Uh, can have a, a faithful and meaningful uh, relationship with Jesus without engaging in service, mm-hmm. I would say you're missing a part of the picture. It would be like trying yeah. to fix your diet uh, without addressing the fact that you eat a half a gallon of ice cream every night. For sure. Right? Like until you address the fact that you are willing to eat a half a gallon of ice cream, your diet is not going to matter because yeah. you're still ingesting a half a gallon of ice cream. Sure. Uh, so like this is a part of our spiritual diet is service. Yeah. And until we address that, in some fashion, right? In some fashion, we're not going to experience the fullness, right? It's mm-hmm. not a matter of getting Jesus to love you by serving people yeah. or, or convincing God that you're good enough by serving people. It's because God already loves you, because you are already forgiven. You have this opportunity to go out and serve the world. And yeah. a piece of your experience of God is missing until you take that opportunity. For sure. I think if you read, you know, we in our journey through the Bible, you know, mm-hmm. we saw this, these um, Israelite community rise yeah. and fall over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that is incredibly common about the falls of the Israelites yeah. and all the bad kings and all the bad communities is a couple of things. One, bad leadership at the top. Yeah. And we've addressed that on our podcast, you know, sure. what the importance of in, integrity and morality mm-hmm. in our leadership matters. Yes. Um, and the other thing was lack of conce- concern for orphans and widows. Like this mm-hmm. just pops up continuously. Yeah. Uh, when the Israelites fail to serve the most marginalized in their community, the, their culture collapses. Yeah. Um, and so it's not, if you're thinking about like, what do I need to do to like make my country a better place? Mm-hmm. I don't think protesting at Target or another place is really going to move the needle one way or the other. I don't think that that is what we need to do. You know, if we're saying, hey, Jesus, God didn't send Jesus in the world to condemn the world, I doubt he's sending us. But I do know God sends Jesus in the world to serve the world and that I'm confident he's sending us. Um, And if we're concerned about the culture of the United States, the best way to solve that problem is not through culture wars, but through serving our neighbor. Yeah. Like that is the best way for us to deal with it. Yeah. So maybe a little less time on Facebook, a little more time serving our neighbor. Sure. And, and then bragging about it on Facebook. That's yeah. <laughs> post your, post a selfie. Let's that's do this. Yeah. No, I think that's a helpful point, right? I yeah. mean, the early church uh, had plenty of things thrust against them as far as the culture and they were not standing on the street corner protesting against it. Right. No. They were, they were living their faith yeah. and following Jesus and caring for one another. Yeah. Uh, that's what the early church was doing. And I think we could do worse than to follow that model. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Service yeah. service summer. Go check it out. Uh, find a place to serve. If you uh, don't know a place to serve and you want to get connected to something, check us out at Lord of Life. We'd be happy to get you connected with yeah. uh, our outreach ministries here at Lord of Life and how uh, you might be able to connect with a, an organization in the community or just you know Google opportunities to serve others. I'm sure something will yeah. come up. I don't know. I don't know how the internet works. You'll figure it out. Uh, but we want to hear uh, from you. What are your favorite ways to serve or what are your excuses not to serve? Send us an email at beyondsundaypodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget those uh, complaints about Elise's absence. We want to sure. hear those as well. Check out all of our episodes at uh, beyondsundaypodcast.com. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday.